What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, the show with a really weird cadence where we talk about your <laughs> favorite uh, movie news, TV news, news. I um, see. Man. All right. You know the drill by now. If you've listened yeah. to this podcast before, uh, we talk about stuff in the entertainment industry. Um, yeah. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis. And my name is Josh. And we weren't here last week. Sad face. We apologize to all of our devote listeners. Um, technology is a son of a bitch. Sometimes. It really is. We'll blame yeah. Adobe on this one, guys. Yes. 100%. Full on. I was going to not call them out, but Josh done. I'm doing it. I don't right. give a shit. <laughs> uh, so let's, yeah, we got good energy today. This is good. Yes. Uh, Josh, let's, let's start it off here. Let's, uh, let's do some, some content that you've consumed this week. All right, let's do it. So uh, two pieces of content that I consumed over the past seven days. The first one is a movie that I can't believe I'd never seen just because of what stuff that I like to watch. And that's Event Horizon, um, the Paul W.S. Anderson <laughs> dumpster fire of a movie uh which <laughs> is uh, it's almost so bad that it's good in like yeah. a really weird way because there's a lot of things going for it like i genuinely think that the set design is great the costumes are great the performances are over the top but it makes sense for what this is and if you yeah. don't know basically this is a like peak garbage science fiction film starring Sam Neill, um, Lawrence Fishburne, who is in a lot of these movies, which is really weird. Yep. Uh, and basically it centers around a group of astronauts and the scientists who are going to find this, basically a ship that was constructed by Sam Neill's character that was used to travel, th basically travel through space and time um, yes. through like a wormhole type situation like they do in Interstellar. And they find the ship, and the ship has been to a another dimension, uh, and bad things are going on. And it's a really half-baked movie in a lot of ways, and I read that it was a lot of it had to do with the fact that budget— well, we'll, we'll leave it up to you to decide, but budget cuts and the fact that Titanic was like going over schedule and over budget, they had to kind of rush this out. I don't know that there's a much that could have saved this movie, yeah. honestly, with money and, and time. I mean, we're talking about his his follow-up <laughs> to Mortal Kombat. So it's, you know, yeah. we're not talking uh, top-tier cinema that's going to get pumped out. Yeah. Exactly. And it's and it's Paul W.S. Anderson, so even past this, he hasn't really, like, <laughs> yeah. diverted from the track much. Um, <laughs> Wonderfully mediocre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird as hell. It's really stupid, but there's some really, like, intriguing parts to it. Like I said, the practical effects are really, really awesome. It's kind of like yeah. a cross between Hellraiser and, like, the OG Stargate, like the Kurt Russell one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a weird way. So um, that's, that's the first I piece have of just content. One, I, I saw that movie a long time ago, and yeah. I don't know if my mind has conflated this into something it's not, but is there yeah. not a line in that movie where they go, someone goes, that's not physically possible, and someone responds somewhere along the lines of, screw your physics bullshit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Amazing. It, it, just so much stuff that does... They, they basically... It, I wouldn't call this science fiction because there's no real science going on in it. It's yeah. just a lot of ridiculous shit. So, I mean, check it out. It's a clean, like, 90 minutes, I think. It's really not a hard watch. Uh, 
well, it's a it's a hard watch in other ways, but uh, it's on HBO <laughs> right now, so check it out if you want to. <laughs> um, the second piece of content that I consumed is another movie that premiered on Hulu this week, uh, and it goes by the name of No Exit, which I was actually kind of looking forward to just because I started to see some teasers on like Instagram. It was feeding me some of the teasers, and sure. it thought it looked interesting. It's, it surrounds a group of people who are stuck at a rest stop during a blizzard, and one of the people... Hmm is not who they seem to be or that's kind of what the movie leads you to believe because one of the individuals who finds her way to the rest stop notices that there's somebody tied up in the back of someone's car that's out in the parking lot so she has to kind ah. of it's kind of like a mystery thriller type of deal nice. the only thing i'll say about this because i want you should this is another 90 minute movie pretty easy watch uh it just it's another one that feels like it it's almost there like it almost yeah. Like there's no fat on this at all. It's it's really clean, but the whole way through you're like this could take it up another notch and it could get really interesting here. And for me personally, it just doesn't get there. And again, this is another movie yeah. that's right up my alley, like something so simple. It's like The Hateful Eight but like not as prestigious kind of. The performances, I will say, 100% across the board, fantastic. Like there's not a single person that I'm like, "Oh, you kind of didn't carry your weight." Um, but it's it didn't really do it for me. I was looking for yeah. a little bit more and it didn't really get there. So that's my other piece of content. No exit. Nice. It's on Hulu. So if you haven't, check it out. Again, it's an easy watch. So those are my pieces of content here. What do you got this week, Willis? So I got a couple things I want to talk about here. Uh, the first one, just prior to this recording, Warner Brothers released a new trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Which at this point might as well just be called The Secrets of Dumbledore. The Fantastic Beasts logo or part of the logo is like small and in the corner. They're like, yeah, technically still a thing. <laughs> I I want so badly to be into and, and like excited about this, this movie and this series. And I'm just kind of not. It's it, it's yeah. convoluted. It doesn't have the same. Well, no pun intended, but magic as the originals yeah. and like it's maybe a three minute trailer. And my mind was wandering away to other things before we got halfway through uh, directed yeah. by David Yates. So I'm like Be back again. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And the real the, the big thing that everyone's talking about is Mads Mikkelsen is replacing Johnny Depp uh, as Grindelwald in this Um which say what you will about that. It's actually I was thinking about this. It's turned that character for me, at least into one of the most interesting kind of things, because it's this like weird unspoken meta thing, because if you remember in the first one, he's played by Colin Farrell. Yeah. And then he's revealed at the second one. And then he's Johnny Depp in the second one. And now in the third one, he's, <laughs> he's Mads. Mads Mikkelsen. And I was sitting there, I was like, why is this so, this seems so strange. And I'm like, oh, because it's, do you remember the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? I do, barely. So that is the, um, that is Heath Ledger's last movie. It's a Terry Gilliam oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had filmed about half of it when he died. Mm -hmm. And in order to complete the film and poor Terry Gilliam, well, not so much poor Terry Gilliam, but poor Terry Gilliam and his impossible quests to make movies but yeah um, <laughs> Heath Ledger having died the part was split up amongst three other actors those actors being Colin Farrell uh, Johnny Depp and Jude Law who mm. is playing 
Dumbledore here. So that's that's what my mind was doing oh. while this trailer was playing. I was just like, you know, it's really interesting that we've got this character that's played by three different people. You know, and then I was like, right. oh, wait, there's something going on with like the wizards are fighting. I The the muggle there can use a wand suddenly, which like. Which that just come on, you're, guys. You're retconning the rules of your own universe. Like, come on. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited about it, but also. Not really. I like. I'll yeah. I'll put it on at some point. Yeah, it's one that like a, th- there's no chance I'll go see it in a the theater. But like if it's on HBO yeah. at some point, like I'll check it out. I like just, I'll have it, to watch it. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those. It's still like a Harry Potter film, so I'm like fandom bound. I don't know. Right, there are characters um, that we we know. Like Dumbledore yeah. is a part of it, so it's still yeah. in that whole thing. But it just doesn't have the. Like me watching those trailers, I'm like, they don't even look as good as the the OG Harry Potter movies. Like, there's something yeah. about them where they just feel like they're. And I know all the other ones were on a green screen too, but this feels like they're just standing on a green screen. Yeah. And that's just like, come on, guys! If you're it's really tough. trying to drag us back in, that's not. It's not going to do it for me. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. I think a lot of that might have to do with like the period pieceness of it. Yeah. That it's supposed to be in like the 50s or 60s or whatever. Something like 50, that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, my other piece of content is a very far swing away from that. It is actually a book that I've gotten. We're going going analog here. Although I suppose you could read it on a candle, Kindle. But a I candle. bought a Kindle candle. I bought um, Roger Ebert's The Great Movies, mm. which is just a collection of his reviews of like classic films, like. La Dolce oh, Vita, awesome. Citizen Kane, The Godfather, you know, Chinatown. Like, it just kind of has all of his reviews in there. Listeners can't see me holding up the book to show to Josh, but <laughs> that's awesome. It's, it's really fascinating to read. It's like, I mean, it's the master film critic, like, yeah, talking about the greatest films of all time. So it's, it's really cool and it's nice. I can pick it up and read like one, you know, when I have an extra 10 minutes. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm a little worried because there's four volumes Ooh. of this book. So I'm like, all right, I got the first one. I'm like, okay, I have to read the first one before I get the other ones. Right, but right, right. We'll, yeah, we'll don't see get, if that happens. Don't get too ahead of yourself there. I yeah. mean. <laughs> I'm I'm already eyeing space on my bookshelf. So, uh, so that's what I got. I got uh, a trailer and a book. Um, nice. Nice. Multimedia. So, yeah. Yeah. Content. Um <laughs> So I have completely lost the tab that says what we're going to talk about today. Uh, so I think what we're going to start out with is something that we touched on in our our fabled last recording, lost yes. recording of last week, and an update on the Oscar fan favorite hashtag and yeah. the chaos that's just like unfolding with that. But uh, there, there's a bit of something to there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping with that theme, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Oscars not airing, I think it's eight different categories um, and what that means and what the Oscars is even going to be like this year. What's the, I'm like, it's going to be like half an hour long. I don't know. Who are they going for? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And sort of to help color that conversation afterwards, we're going to talk, last night was the SAG Awards. Yeah. The 2022 SAG Awards and kind of shifted perceptions of what's going on uh in terms of the the oscars and things like that um, definitely um so that's what we're doing um and let's get right to it 
So have you recently checked the Oscar fan favorite, Josh? And what's going on? Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's not quite... Well, so if you recall a couple weeks back, we made our predictions as to what we thought might happen. And we were both pretty certain that Spider-Man No Way Home was going yeah. to take the cake no matter what. Like it was almost like a... You know, we, we kind of I put I put it on the back burner because I'm like, well, this is obviously going to happen. Yeah, this is what we're going to talk about. It's the biggest movie of the year. Yeah, yeah, the year, if not the last like five years. But there's there, there's a little wrinkle now that <laughs> that we've yes. come across, which is what the internet now, has showed up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The internet's shown up, and what is now in first place? Uh, do you want to reveal what's in what's what we've got now in first place? <laughs> what now is in first place is the 2021 Cinderella adaptation with uh, Camilla Cabela that is an Amazon original and uh, for lack of a better term seems to be not great from a critic's (laughs) point of view. Yeah. I would say like, I think it has something we we looked last week. I think it was something like a 40% or some that were around there on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Two stars you know. on, or two out of 10 on, or what am I saying? Two out of five on letterbox. And I think less than yeah. 50% on IMDb. So nobody's really loving this, but, but they but apparently are. are really loving it. <laughs> and when this first started happening, we were kind of like, Oh, is this trolls? Is this the internet being like, you know, it'd be hilarious if we yeah, right? all. <laughs> and that there's a very real chance that that's what's going on, because like yeah. what I yeah. like, even if every person who saw this movie became wildly impassioned by it. Right. I, I, how many people like comparatively to the, the you know, Spider-Man or Zack Snyder fans, et cetera, that right. overwhelm the Internet on a regular basis. Uh, right. Yeah. So like I, I, to me, it seems like trolls, but scrolling through, they all seem pretty genuine. The ones that come up when you just like look at the hashtag. Right. Seem pretty like, oh my God, like my favorite movie of 2021. And it's like. This is one of those movies that I didn't really know existed, which is interesting, which leads me to think like people who did, who don't give two shits about movies still went and saw spider-man people who saw zero other movies in theaters still went to see spider-man no way home in theaters yeah this i can't believe like i i actually cannot believe that more people are voting for this than something even like like the you know Zack snyder's justice league or something yeah. of that nature it just Army doesn't dead uh also a, a heavy favorite yeah which again it still doesn't really like that, that makes more sense than cinderella but like not really um yeah. but it's just confounding like it's actually confusing if this is not trolls they have a like the cinderella fan base especially this live action adaptation is yeah. like they're online and and ready to mobilize basically which I just can't believe. Like I yeah. and no hate to this movie that apparently people love, but I just can't believe that really. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just, like, it's bizarre. Oh yeah. my god, it's wild. It's wild. I would love to see it happen though. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be. I I feel like it would probably kill this idea moving forward. Yeah. You know, I feel like the Oscars next year or the Academy next year would be like, 
yeah, we're not going to do that. Right. Or at least not in that same style. Right. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> there is like an interesting silver lining to this. Uh, I've been scrolling through and it's, I mean, it's a whole plethora of different things. There's a lot of people that don't understand the assignment and are like, I saw one that was like um, Oscar fan favorite death on the Nile. <laughs> like the movie that came out like two weeks ago. I'm like, I don't think that was <laughs> your favorite movie of 2021. That doesn't but, count. <laughs> um, but it's also shown me like a couple, like there's a movie that's come up more than a few times called uh, Minamata, which is a Johnny Depp film. Um, but like a very small Johnny Depp film, it seems that I've never heard of, but looks pretty, pretty great. And now I'm into it. Now I'm oh, like, I yeah. want to see this. Well, you know, what's funny is 15 minutes ago, the Academy tweeted out the top 10 movies that are up for oh, that. Oh, no. And so what we've got <laughs> real time reaction here, real time reaction. So we've got, and I don't think this is in any order necessarily, but I could be wrong. We've got army okay. of the dead, Cinderella, Dune, malignant, which mm-hmm, I voted for malignant mini, mini the power of the dog sing to Spider-Man, no way home, suicide squad and tick, tick, boom, which like out of all of those, there's only a couple that I'm like, really, how did that make it in there? Um, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so Army of the Dead, Cinderella, Spider-Man No Way Home, we knew. Mm-hmm. The Power of the Dog, I'm like... Really? Is that not... Uh, was that not nominated for Best what? Oscar? Like, I in my head, I guess I'd made up this rule, but in my head it was like, oh, if it's nominated for Best Picture, like, like why are we voting? Like, sure, That's- I guess. That's what I thought. I mean, Dune's on there too. And I'm like, and Tick, Tick, Boom, although that wasn't up for best picture. But I was thinking like, okay, this is something that is not recognized by the Academy at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which I (laughs) guess is, you know, not the rules at all. It's just kind of what I think we expected. Um, Right. It's just weird. It just doesn't make much sense to me. Like, The Power of the Dog is one of the most decorated movies of the year. Of the season, yeah. (laughs) And then having it also be the fan favorite is like... It is interesting, like looking at the 10 of these next to each other, I'm like, I can see exactly who the group behind this, like, I feel like I'm staring at 10 different cliques in high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. It's like, it's all these different people. You're like, yep, there's the guys that love Army of the Dead. There's the guy, there's the the people that love Cinderella. There's the people that love Dune. Like, these are all very, (laughs) Minamata, like, is, you know, about photography in uh <laughs> 70s japan like that's you know there's yeah. the musical the yeah that's um, crazy that's it's really funny to think about it that way and i mean like it makes sense because you're gonna find these kind of like groupings of people especially yeah. with something like this i just it's interesting to see like malignant was i loved malignant but i that seems like a <laughs> That seems like a troll. Like, it seems like yeah. th- th- nobody really put too much thought into that. It would be cool for it to get recognized just for the sake of it, but... If Power the Dog wins this, I call foul. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? I'm like, th- I'm like this This thing could be, like, slowly being like, and this is... We're just going to say that this one won, like... Right. But... Yeah, that would be kind of... pretty pessimistic, but... That would be some bullshit. It's the Academy we're talking about. I know, I know. The Golden I mean, Globes would totally pull that shit. Oh, 100%. I mean, I really don't know what's going to take it. 
Like I I, I yeah. thought maybe Spider Man. I don't think so anymore. I mean, <sighs> it's yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because I'm like, that's what I, I I feel like it's still gonna pull it out. But I'm also like I'm I'm sitting in that click. I'm sitting in the Spider Man No Way Home click. Like right. I like all these other. Well, no, no. I like <laughs> some of the other others. movies on this list. But that's the one that I'm like. That's the one that I tweet about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. We'll keep you guys updated as we go forward because this is heating up, man. It's it's. Yeah. And it's funny because like this was so not thought out correctly. Like, really? It was just kind of like, a oh, this this will drive engagement up not only on Twitter, but hopefully people will tune in if they voted for something. They want to watch it, you know, see what happens. I don't necessarily know that that's true. I but uh, but I think that's what they're going for. And yeah. It's, it's it certainly getting people involved, I <laughs> yeah. guess. But if um, it's all trolls, like, you know. I, yeah. It could be bots. Could be bots. Could be, I think you could said be this, Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. said this where they're like, there's no there's no way that they have something built in to detect whether or not this is like real people or not. or not. Yeah. Yeah. And this is literally just somebody's got some third party app that <laughs> counts tweets. I don't know sampling yeah i won't get into statistical (laughs) um speaking of other things that are suspect uh with the oscars and the academy yeah very suspect the academy in their never-ending quest to get more people to watch the oscars i guess i guess like is that what it is i i don't know uh has decided to drop eight Oscar categories from the live broadcast. They'll be pre-recorded and seemingly just air at random intervals during the broadcast. Um, yeah. From what I gather. Yeah. So the, the eight that they've dropped are documentary short film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live action short and sound. Um, I don't know why the, the short, the three short listings on that weren't grouped together, but, what, whatever internet um blame variety that's where i grabbed that from <laughs> yeah okay cool yeah that's their tweet um that's what it's literally what i'm reading in front of my me right now so so what do you think about this josh i think it's really unfortunate i mean yeah like we're saying i think that the, like the academy is in this never-ending in losing battle to try and gain some kind of viewership i mean every single year since i think like the early 2000s it's just been dipping mm-hmm. lower and lower and obviously the last three years have been more difficult than usual so it's been a, it's even it's been even harder to get people to actually yeah. tune into this thing which i i get like i understand like there's a reasoning that there's like a a, a dedicated tv slot like there's like you are given this slot so you yeah. want to make sure that you get good ratings this I think what the Academy needs to do is stop thinking about it like it's the Super Bowl. Because it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's it's an award show that people like you and I, and I mean some casual viewers too, they tune yeah. in to watch the award show, to watch the awards being given out and see all of the categories. And what they're doing here is they're like, well, and I know that they don't think this, but it's it feels like they're like, well, these are lesser category these are the ones that people don't necessarily care about who aren't like you know 
cinema nerds like people oh which is just ridiculous man like original score like you like well yeah so like (laughs) the the shorts thing is debatable sure Um, sure i like still sucks but sure i i i buy into that it should all be live because when you have a short that wins best whichever category it's a huge it's a arguably a way huger moment than some of the other awards you know what i mean like it's it like it's a whole career kind of thing like and it's you know it's a huge deal and now it's like it's not even like live like there's no i i'll be interested to see what it looks like because i'm like is it like just gonna be a bunch of people on zoom like where are they pre-recording this like I think it was on Zoom you know. because the way that they announced this to the people like who were who aren't going to be there basically yeah. um was through a Zoom call and they basically like dropped this on them. It wasn't like a hey, we're going to talk to you yeah. about this. It was hey, we're doing this. And I was like yeah. and then everyone was kind of in agreement that it they understood but only to a point. Like it felt I want to know weird. I want to know who at what point told the academy that the oscars were too long and like i don't like don't give me like they are they're a very long it's a commitment but i don't like i feel like they hit a nice space last week year yeah and now i'm I'm, i feel like they're cutting 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 and i'm like guys like what do you yeah like what's going to be gained from the 15 minutes that you're going to save from this right like what are you putting in that's you're like this has to go this has to go in (laughs) yeah I, I tried to play devil's advocate with this and tried to put it in like a the framework of watching. So like I don't care so much about the Grammys. Yeah. You know, I like I love music. I love listening to music. I, for my part, like pop music. And like when I watch the Grammys, I'm usually only there because I know the top things in play. Album of the year, you know, best new artist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That doesn't detract from my liking of like the the smaller awards that they the technical awards that they give out. And yeah. given maybe that's because like I work in a technical part <laughs> kind of world, but sure. I'm like one of those, I'm like, I can still appreciate that like this is something that's done and this is a person that's done it well and like let's celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah. So like even if I'm like a guy that's like, oh I I've heard of some of these movies, you know, I'm like watching the Oscars, like just cause it's on and I watch it every year or whatever, you know, I don't see myself caring. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get at here. I don't see myself caring less because they're lesser and not that they are, but like the, they're lesser the less glam, I guess I'll say around these particular categories. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. <clears throat> and I want to and- understand, but I don't, I guess. Well, I don't know that there is anything to really understand because it's truly, I mean, this Oscar fan favorite thing that we we're just talking about and this it's clearly a draw to try and get people who aren't active at all in this kind of community to to want to come and watch, which is weird because like over the past couple of years they've been diversifying their voter body as well as the amount yeah. of the films that are actually being voted on and the and the performances that are being voted on. That directly goes against what they're doing here. Which yeah. is like, we want to make this accessible to everyone, but we're also going to show, like, nominate a bunch of films that not a lot of people are going to want. It's like one of those things yeah. where it's like, if we get to Best Picture and Drive My Car wins, which I think would be awesome, 
Yeah. But none of us are watching because they've cut all the things and it's a bunch of people who have never heard of Drive My Car. Yeah. They're never going to come back and watch the Oscars again. So it's yeah. like this weird fight between themselves where it's like, what do you want to have happen? Do you want this to be a show for the people who care or do you want it to be a show for the people who don't care and are just there to see people in nice yeah. clothing Is and, it and about the musical the, acts? The and, celebrities? Yeah. Right. Um, and I just, I want to know what they're, I think they don't know what they want to be. They just want their ratings up and this is yeah. not really the way to the do throwing it. throwing everything at the wall scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, so makeup and hairstyling being awarded off the air, that takes mm -hmm. House of Gucci off the board completely. Completely. Like yeah. all of them can stay home. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> which is wild. I mean, it's like it's really wild considering, you know, six months ago we were both like, well, it's going to be all House of Gucci at the Oscars, you know? Yeah. And now it's like literally. And now it's like they're not not at all. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for new viewers and forsaking previous viewers. Yeah. And it like it yeah. sets a dangerous precedent, too, because what this tells people who aren't like against serious film nerds is that the editing doesn't matter as much as the, you know, the yeah. script writing or yeah, the production design doesn't matter as much as the cinematography, which we all know is completely ridiculous. And that's not what they're going for, but that's what this says. Like that's when any yeah. of these technical categories aren't presented, people think, Oh, it's because it's not as important. It doesn't matter as much, yeah. which is ridiculous. Film editors just like cut together what the, what the director shot. Like that's, Right. You know, and it, it's just, I could do that on my computer. Yeah, yeah. I could just open up iMovie and, and get it done. And it's just a really dangerous and honestly kind of a disrespectful way to be going through this. I mean, if they're yeah. losing the little membership and viewership that they have left by doing stuff like this, where it's like, we're going to cater to, and no offense, but to the lowest common denominator when it comes to people who are watching this. We're going to cater yeah. to the people who don't care at all. I'm like, what yeah. kind of a mindset is that? It's I, I don't it, know. Yeah, it's it's the classic like, oh, yeah, celebrity sells. Celebrity is what is going to draw people. Like, let's ramp up the celebrity. You know, let's have three hosts. Let's. Yeah. I guess oh, that's yeah. not a fair example. But like, you know, I guess we can kind of uh, say goodbye to our dream of seeing more categories yeah definitely yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> no more no more stunt oscar coming down the road which is like yeah, and yeah. when we talk about sag yeah <laughs> well, well that's well we'll have to we'll have to go to sag for that yeah um, fun fact the sag awards were last night yes they were did you watch the sag awards I honestly didn't. I caught all the I highlights because I didn't realize it was on last night, which is bad. Yeah. That's on me. But I, I caught all the highlights and I read up on it. Um, and I do kind of wish that I watched them now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't watch it either. It's one of those things that's like I always want to, but I feel yeah. like it's not it's never. This is a terrible excuse, but it's like it's never pushed to me. Like I, I like I'd have to actively seek out like, wait, when are the SAG Awards? That's and that's true. usually like the couple days after they were. And I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. Sag. Yeah. Right. Like I wouldn't have really, I mean, I would have known cause I look into stuff like this, but I wouldn't, if yeah. you hadn't like really texted me, I would have, I, I kind of would have just flown over my head. Yeah. Um, which is depressing because they seem to have their stuff a little bit more together than the Academy does. And definitely way more than the globes do. Um, yes. which is interesting, but you know, do you think, let's start here. Do you think there's a world 
ooh, this, I'm like thinking of this off the top of my head, mm. put a bad taste in my mouth compared to what we just talked about. But do you think there's a mm. world where the, the SAG Awards become the like de facto high, like the Oscars, like the big awards ceremony of the year? I mean, I won't say that it's impossible, but I don't see it necessarily going that direction, but it could. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think like they would have to broaden it a bit, but well, that's what, as soon as I started thinking of that, I was like, well, it's, it's only actors. Right. Right. Um, and it also um, has TV and you know, right. It's, it's not out of the question. And if the Oscars really keep playing their cards wrong, like they have been, it's, yeah. it become like there's someone that has to become the most watched. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the, the prime, like incarnation of an award show lays somewhere between what the Oscars are now and what the SAG awards are. Like, I feel like it's like you can tone down the Oscars a little bit. You don't, you can like be a little bit more cinematic, I guess, in your nominations and whatnot. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't have to be a whole big thing. Right. Which, you know, not to, again, not to say that the SAG Awards, and I don't know if we've said this for the listeners that don't know, but SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. Yes. Um, you know, it's the the major group of actors uh, in the U.S., et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about who won? Yeah, let's do it. So I feel like the Golden Globes are usually the biggest indicator of, like, what movies are trending towards positive in terms of the Oscars and things like that. But yeah, the SAG awards are closer mm-hmm. and uh, also tend to give a little bit of a, a sense of where voters are, are leaning. Um, yeah. They're not always a hundred percent. I think the only time that happened was maybe 2019 where like yeah. parasite took um, and they had pretty much like the same exact listing, but they usually yeah. have like two of the same or three of the same. So it's like they, they're, they are a good indicator and they usually have, yeah. Yeah, uh, similar nominees, if not the exact same one. So, yeah. So, I mean, the big one to sort of talk about uh, was outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. Um, that's mm-hmm. their kind of best picture one, yeah. I'd say. And that went to Coda. Yeah. Which haven't heard a lot about Coda in the past couple months. No, but still I on my mean- list. Yeah, oh, definitely still on my list. But it's weird because it's gaining more momentum. Like Troy Coetzer has been on mm-hmm. like the campaign trail basically for for this movie um, and for yeah. this and for the Oscars and all the award shows. So that's been drumming up a little bit more attention for me specifically that I've been seeing. I didn't know that this was quite as beloved as it is at this moment yeah. just because like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because like it's an Apple TV Plus production and and that's just like i still have a hard time wrapping my head around all the streamers and those being real players in this space sure yeah um and i just haven't heard very many people talk about it to be honest and i think that's yeah. part of the well, reason and it came out and this is an interesting thing we can touch on with a couple other performances but it came mm-hmm. out a while ago yeah it came out in august of last year which is not like the earliest but you know most of the time with these we get them September, October, November kind of thing. So it's like it's been out for a little bit. So I feel like it's kind of faded away from a lot of people's mindset. But it's it's it. Coda winning 
the SAG award reinvigorates my want to see it. You know, like I feel like when you have your list of movies still to see, it kind of fluctuates up and down just because you're like, well, I, oh, I feel like I really got to see Belfast. I feel like I really got to see Gucci, whatever, et cetera. Right. But like, I mean, given this week, like Gucci has gone down on my list and Coda has risen. So for yeah, good reason, I don't know I what the point I was kind of aiming at there was, but um, so Coda takes best outstanding performance by a cast, best mm-hmm. outstanding, outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. Um, yep. Beating out Belfast, Don't Look Up, House of Gucci and King Richard, which I'd yeah, agree with. I would agree. I, I, it's interesting. Like, I don't think like when I think of a like a true ensemble from this year, yes, Don't Look Up had a big ensemble. Yeah. But I don't think it was the best. And I know how you feel about it already, but I don't yeah. think that it was the best by far, even. Yeah. It, especially if we're talking about the whole the whole top 10 list of the Oscar nominees. I'm surprised that was in there. House of Gucci, I'm like, of course. Like, the, well, yeah. every single person was going 110% in that movie. Um, <clears throat> don't Look Up. The thing I will say about Don't Look Up is I think those performances are a bunch of siloed performances that are mm. interacting with scenes and whatnot, but not like a huge connection, you know, like, yeah. And I think part of that is by design, but you don't feel a huge connection coming off of Meryl Streep in that she's kind yeah. of just standing there doing her Meryl Streep thing. Yeah. Whereas I think in Belfast, certainly, and I, I get the vibe off of Coda mm-hmm. that it's like, here is an ensemble. Here is yep. all of these people playing off of each other and getting better before because of it. So hundred percent. Female actor in a leading role went to Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah, which she even seemed surprised by. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting because there, this is a good category. Like everyone who's up, say yeah. what you will about Lady Gaga's um, accent in House of Gucci, which yeah. I'm no like accent aficionado, sure. but it, I don't think that was correct. But yeah. either way, she was that character 1000% from start mm-hmm. to finish. Like she completely yeah. disappeared in that role. And so did every single person in that movie, save for like maybe Jeremy Irons, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, even Nicole Kidman, whether she embodied Lucille Ball or not is in question, but her performance from what I gather is pretty decent for the Sorkin, yeah. Sorkinized, you know, material yeah. that they're working with there. And Jennifer Hudson, obviously, um, in respect is, is that I heard that was amazing as well. I need to watch yeah. more of these movies. I want to, I want to do like a Jennifer Hudson, like, cause I feel like Jennifer Hudson has been around for like 15, 20 years or something out of them guessing there, but like has yeah. been around for a while, just consistently putting out fantastic performances that I'm always kind of like, Oh man, I, yeah, I wanted to see that. I feel like I need to like do a deep dive back and, Right, and all, and it's kind Jennifer of culminating in her portraying Aretha Franklin. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> and Levy going on to, uh, yeah, Levy, and then it's, then there's the Meryl Streep of this generation. Olivia exactly. <laughs> um, male actor in a leading role went to Will Smith for King Richard. Yes, I did watch King Richard um, finally, and he's really good in it. Isn't he so good? <laughs> he's really good in it. I did have to pull myself a back a couple times be like oh will smith yeah but not but like that's gonna happen until like for every movie he's in you know yeah that's he's will smith but like yeah really interesting i also watched the tragedy of macbeth the other day wild Uh, movie wild movie um beautiful and 
beautiful and Denzel Washington absolutely incredible in it I was kind of like like that one I kept seeing his name coming up and I'm like yeah it's gonna be Denzel Washington given a great Denzel Washington role like Mm -hmm. yeah he doesn't do bad thing you know yeah um but man next level on that like magnetic um (laughs) so Will Smith takes best actor in a, a leading role um male actor in a leading role beating out Denzel for Macbeth Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, and Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Yes. And I guess Power of the Dog is the only movie that's not either based off of something that's previously happened or yeah. based off of material that has, has already been like written, which is interesting. Yeah. I think. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's the only one. Um, which is, that's no easy task. I mean, if you're up against yeah. a bunch of people who are portraying famous people or famous characters that are yeah. you know those are academy fodder like that is exact an academy and voting bodies of of this sort they love that yeah. shit so i'm like cumberbatch man you, you made it in there that's pretty cool <laughs> it's it's a weird thing benedict cumberbatch weirds me out because like i still just think of him like oh yeah that guy from sherlock but i'm like yeah, no he's like a massive movie star that's in all kinds of stuff has been nominated yeah. for so many things and i'm yeah. just like <laughs> I still feel, I'm like, oh man, this is his year. He's going to like break and like become a huge, and I'm like, wait, no, no. he's huge. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> um, That's so. awesome. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role went to Ariana DeBois mm-hmm. for West Side Story, which like, I, I feel like that's the one that's like, the other stuff here, I'm like, yeah, but like, I, I don't think anyone's going to beat that. No, no. I, I think she's just like, there, there's too much. A, she's amazing, and B, there's too much, like, award ceremony fodder behind it. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> West Side um, Story, Spielberg. Yeah, I mean. West Side Story, Spielberg, like, the Oscars, like, the one that, um, oh, no, I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah, the, I I believe the, the role that she's, like, up for, if she wins the Oscar, it will be the same one that Rita Moreno one for back in the in the 1961 film oh like say like the, it, like it's, it's there's just like the narrative around it is so powerful compared to everything else that you're like oh yeah, yeah. it's kirsten dunst playing kirsten dunst yeah you know sure um yeah <laughs> you know not to, not like not that any of these are not great but it's like it yeah there's but i don't think they have there's you're magic right. there there's, there's magic. hollywood magic there Exactly. And that's what yeah. this ultimately comes down to in the end, especially when you have a really strong, like when you have a, a relatively strong category like this, but none of them are necessarily getting to that point. And I can't wait to see West Side Story. I was actually really not into it yeah. at first. And now hearing what everyone has to say about it yeah. and just seeing some of the scenes and the clips on, on Twitter, I'm like, ooh, yep. this is special. Like this is a special movie and I can't wait to see it. Um, only a couple days too, I think. Like yeah, two Disney days, Plus uh, March 2nd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it will. Um, it's it's out by by the time you're all listening to this, uh, yes. dear listener. So so check it out. If you haven't seen it, just pop over to Disney Plus and watch West Side Story. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Weird to me that it's Disney Plus. I don't know why. I like I. Yeah, it's weird. If, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going on the Disney things. Plus app is like a weird experience because it's like I know here's all of these Pixar things. Here's all of the and like the uh, the Netflix super Marvel movies shows mm-hmm. are going to be on Disney plus. I know. 
And I'm like, that that doesn't fit. Like, like you can't have that and here? like tangled, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, like, yeah. <laughs> Punisher and tangled next to each other. Yeah, um, Daredevil. That's same, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so last one in the the movie category, uh, mm-hmm. male actor in a supporting role went to Troy Kotzer. Yeah, I think it's how you say it uh, for Coda. Yeah, beating out Ben Affleck, Bradley Cooper, Jared Leto, and Cody Smith McPhee. Um, yeah, you know, not inconsiderable names. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I'm like Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza. That's the one that I knew. That's the one that I thought he would he would be up for if any of the supporting through. roles. Not that he was in it yeah. for that long, but he was in it, and you fucking knew he was in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Troy Kotzer, Kotzer, um, yeah. first deaf actor to win a SAG award. Correct? If I'm not, hell yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, mm-hmm. that's huge. And also, I want to shout out the translators in this entire uh, for the entire ceremony because they Hell did yeah. awesome work throughout the whole thing. Because like we'll get to Squid Game in a second, but they were doing they were putting in some work, and it was awesome. They really they really awesome. nailed it. Um, so this is freaking awesome, and I really yeah. all of this stuff. I'm like, I need to see this movie. Like it's become yeah. one of those must see before I see like Red Rocket or something like that. Like I want to yeah. see this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that's like there. You know, you look at your list of movies to see, and it's like, well. Like I still want to see Fast Nine, but like I gotta see sure, Coda. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, I, I can I take that line back? I, that made nah, me feel nah, dirty. No, you already said it. Yeah, <laughs> God. Um. Oh, so yeah, man. so yeah. I mean, also, you know, um, you wanna you wanna bring us through the TV stuff real quick? Yeah, we'll do it real quick. Uh, so for ensemble in a drama series, uh, we've got Succession winning over uh, Handmaid's Tale, Morning Show, Squid Game, and Yellowstone, which I feel like that's pretty standard. Succession yeah, I is think, like I think Succession's <laughs> on another level than yeah most of that. Yeah, I didn't even know Handmaid's Tale was still out. I didn't on doing either. new seasons. Yeah, I, I've heard good things about Yellowstone as well, but again, like Succession is there's not a weak link in that entire show. Like it's just spotless the entire way through, which is cool. Moving on here to the female actor in a drama series, outstanding performance. We've got, uh, Jung Ho Yun who won for squid game, which I'm like, yes, dude. Yes. That's awesome. Just dope. Yeah. (laughs) Which she won over Elizabeth Moss for handmaid's tale, Sarah Snook for succession, Reese Witherspoon for the morning show and Jen Aniston for the morning show. Hmm. Is that show really that good? I I really didn't like, I don't know. Think it It seems (laughs) like it's one of the, I get, it's one of those ones that I'm like, I guess I have to watch this, but it's like going to be low on the list. Yeah. Because like, Billy Crudup shows up too uh, in the next one and it's in the next category. Right. And uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Either way, good, good for it Squid It feels Game like, <laughs> I will say this like, in the best actor in a series, yeah, no. So, like, in all of this, there's five different, there's Morning Show, Squid Game, Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale, Succession. Yeah. And the one for Yellowstone. But like that's which Uh, is interesting because there was a lot of good TV that premiered last year. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way this was it. Succession is a lock no matter what Squid Game. I was I didn't know if it would get there or not. I'm glad it did. But the rest, I'm like, "Uh, there was better TV, I think. Yeah. Honestly, I I mean, maybe I got to check out the morning show, but I'm kind of just here like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. 
anyway. <laughs> which I guess brings us to um, outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series going to Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game. So the lead in Squid Game wins, which I'm Hell like, yeah. yes, dude, he was awesome. Both of them were awesome. The, honestly, as an ensemble, they were pretty strong too, like yeah. overall. Um, but he beat out Brian Cox for Succession. Billy Crudup for The Morning Show, which I'm not sure. Kieran Culkin for Succession. And Jeremy Strong for Succession, which yeah. that is great. If you're beating out three of the best performances I saw in TV all year, like, whew, beating out Jeremy yeah. Strong, like, oh, man. <laughs> that's that's a that's a real thing right there. Um, it's crazy. So. It's, yeah. It, it is one of those, I'm weird. I'm like, I don't really know how, I don't know. That, that's, like, that list kind of feels like there should be More other people. stuff at play there yeah versus um, three people from succession <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes and it, 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 maybe it's a weird thing of number of episodes because like we get mm. but even not so it, like we also have male actor in a television movie or limited series mm-hmm. and female you know same thing which uh michael keaton won male actor in a television limited series yeah um which was eight episodes and was squid game more than eight episodes i think it was about eight if not you know what i mean i'm like what are we qualifying as yeah a limited series these days well if squid game comes back for season two i suppose yeah but I don't, but know. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that because I mean, so like the other things in play here are made the White Lotus, Mayor of Easttown, mm-hmm. scenes from a marriage, um, mm-hmm. and Halston. Like you know, which yeah, those for the most part are are shorter ones. But it, like, is that the qualifier of won't get a second season? I that honestly seems, don't. I don't know if they know. <laughs> yeah, that seems weird. That seems like a murky gray area. It definitely. And they're they're trying to work through it, I think, because I it, it really doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Because the White Lotus, I think, is I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard. It's really hard to like pare these down, especially when so many are releasing so frequently. Yeah. And like Ted Lasso, sure. But I don't know. It's weird. It's I don't really understand. <laughs> it's a bizarre thing because I'm like, especially with so many of these, I'm like. Like there's so many movies, there's so many TV shows that come out. Like, like where is the great? Where is um, Mythic Quest or Reservation Dogs or Station Eleven or Station Eleven? Like, yeah. Like, and I guess that's the kind of thing that I'm like. So how are we here with three nominations for? Yeah. For Succession. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. Not to mention, like, I don't want to bring it, but, like, there's all of the, um, yeah, I guess. I was going to say all the Marvel stuff, too, but that, like. Well, we can bring it. Let's go, let's go to Stunt Ensemble here. Because um, yeah. I think these are, this is an interesting category, just because we've been talking about wanting the Oscars, especially, to recognize this type of thing. And the SAG yeah. Awards does it, which I'm like, that's awesome. They do have less yeah. categories, so it makes sense. But for Stunt Ensemble in a, in a motion picture, No Time to Die wins, which I'm like, okay yeah okay over like matrix sure there's i thought there was some like cooler stuff in the matrix to be honest and same with shang chi but it is what it is yeah um and then stunt ensemble for a television series squid game wins out over loki falcon and the winter soldier soldier cobra kai and mayor of east town which i was like yeah 
it's a pretty big win over two Marvel shows, Cobra Kai and Mayor of Easttown, which yeah. are all huge. Uh, but that's yeah. just all. I mean, like Cobra seeing Kai. something I, like I this. I yeah. love the story of Cobra Kai. <laughs> it's insane. It used to be a YouTube show. That's the craziest. It's, yeah, part. the first season. Like, I remember uh, our friend Brian at one point like started watching. Yeah. He was like, "Why is this such a shitty looking show?" And I'm like, "Because it was made on YouTube. The first season's from YouTube, guy. Like, you know, and you got Netflix gotta, gets involved, and the yeah. production value goes up. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, SAG Awards. I mean, it's it's an interesting indicator. I'm I'm gonna be really curious to see just how much this lines up exactly with the Oscars. Yeah, because. Uh, I don't necessarily know. There's a couple things that just aren't nominated even for like, you know, especially if we're talking about like um, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. She was recognized nowhere pretty much in the in the Academy at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, OK. Yeah. At the, which. Yeah. It's. um, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about Lady Gaga and I'm like, yeah, Gaga, you don't get to win everyone. I know. Like I love, I love me some Lady Gaga, but it's like, yeah, okay. Like, you won the Oscar for your last role, and this is not as good. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no way. Well, so that's the question, I guess, is how much are these going to reflect what we see in the Oscars? And maybe that's not what even it is. Maybe it's like, how much are is this going to get other movies seen by people? Because this is going to put a lot of people are going to see the eyes of Tammy Faye now. Yeah. Because Jessica Chastain comes out of nowhere to win that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, it, like we were saying, like, it's, these things are jumping higher on my list now because I'm like, oh, these like people are saying this is really, really good. Like, yeah, let me let me get there. Yeah. Coda as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, next year, Josh, we got to like make a pact that like next year when we do this, we'll like have seen everything before we get anywhere near award season. Yes. A hundred percent. Cause I feel bad when I'm saying like, yeah, no, like totally. I'm passing conversation here <laughs> on, you know, uh, the, the being the Ricardos versus the tragedy of Macbeth. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen the being the Ricardos, but, um, it's true. It's true. There's it's just true. so much out there. It's, it's hard to, but that's not I an feel excuse. Like we but. are, we are so many people. There are so many people that chase to see the viewings as opposed that's, to it's have the viewings. That's so, fair. I'll agree getting, with that. Getting philosophical over here. <laughs> and I think that'll, that'll bring us home then. Yeah. Lots yeah, of award stuff coming guys. I know. Exciting that's and confusing. Keep you know? watching. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like I, I, you know, I complained about my list here, but I do feel good about my list. I'm, I'm getting there. There's ones that I'm like, no, are not like, I'm not going to see, you know, coming to America. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to get all bent out of shape if I haven't seen coming to America uh, by the time the Oscars. But right, my right. list is, is, is coming down, which is yeah. good. And um, over the next two weeks, a bunch more are hitting streaming services. Yeah. So we'll be able to see pretty much every single Best Picture nominee. Um, Parallel Mothers out on HBO. Right no, now? No, out on Hulu. I. No shit, for real. Let me let me confirm what it is before I. Uh... Oh no, okay, that's what it is. You can rent it on Amazon. Forget this for twenty dollars. Damn it! Well, I know. That's I gonna be one of those ones that if I get down to the end, there, I'm like, yep, all right, I've I've seen everything. 
except for parallel, parallel mothers, mothers. I'm like, <laughs> and here comes the twenty dollars. And you know, it's one of those things that who knows? Like I, you were saying the other day, you watched uh, Titan mm-hmm. and paid for it on uh, Amazon. on Amazon, and then a couple days later, it dropped on Hulu. And uh, yep, and I'm yeah. Jeff Bezos got me yet again. <laughs> swindled me again it happens yep. though i mean spencer dropped on hulu just randomly like yep. uh, these things happen so it's like if you see twenty dollars like come on come on i think it's still twenty dollars give it a couple weeks it there's a yeah. very good chance it will hit a streaming service even if it like hasn't been slated to do so yet it happens yeah. um <clears throat> so don't fear yes um shall we do recommendations here oh god yes uh, do you want to tee up you, the prompt that you gave us? And then sure. I can, and then I can go first. So the prompt that I am now uh, cursing myself for, for coming up with is a movie with your favorite performance. And I'm going to just qualify this right now and be like a memorable, good performance. Yeah. Hedging my bets already. Uh, your favorite. See, I don't. Even, I don't even know what I'm talking about here. Your favorite. <laughs> a uh, decent, a good, a good <laughs> performance by a character actor in a role. There it That's is. That's the key that we're getting to. Uh, yes. Performance in a movie by a character actor. Um, we had some debate about what a character actor necessarily means. Yeah. So, let, what does it mean to you, Josh? So the way that I took it was. A, an actor that chooses to take roles that are not necessarily the lead and are also pr- not drastically different from one another, but they're not afraid to do the weird stuff. Like someone yeah. who's off to the side as the weird friend or someone who's just putting like an idiosyncratic spin on something. That's that's just the way that I thought of it. Not yeah. someone that's in the lead. It can be someone who's in an ensemble cast Mm-hmm. Like I would say Jared Leto in House of Gucci uh, yeah. would have been a character actor in that set. And he kind of is anyways. Like he's kind of yeah. that guy. Um, he's Certainly not my like pick, in uh, Suicide Squad, you could say his Joker was a character performance. 100%. Uh, even in something maybe. like yeah. even in something like Dallas Buyers Club, like he he puts in those performances yeah. that are that are different and they're not like he's not Leo DiCaprio in the middle of the film. Yeah. You know, so that's just yeah. that was my only kind of qualifier here. Do you want me to go first here? Yes, yes, please, because I am frantically <laughs> clicking through the tabs that I had open to try and land on the one that I had. All right. <laughs> so this was hard. This was I ran through so bad, like probably yeah. fifteen I had laid out, and I was like, the any of these could work, but the one that I landed on, and it's by it's it's a performance by an actor that I absolutely adore and have for a number of years. Um, it's a movie that's called Set It Off that a lot of people probably haven't heard of. Uh, it's directed by F. Gary Gray. It came out in 1995, and wa- it's basically a, a heist movie that uh, centers around a group of four women portrayed by Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah, Vivica A. Fox, and Kimberly Elise. And it's hmm. just a really awesome, like, uh, like not your average run-of-the-mill heist movie centering on four women as the leads. Now... The <laughs> the performance I'm gonna spotlight here is John C. McGinley, which I fucking love everything he does because he always just goes way past the line in terms of how like animated you should be for all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And for this specific performance, ah uh, yes, he's doing it like he's doing the he's doing his cop like kind of a dickhead cop thing. 
But the one thing I'll say about this is he's not on the line of like he's not in point break on this. He is he's not Dr. Cox in this. He is the yeah. guy who's trying to keep everything together. He's still yelling and he's still like being super <laughs> yeah. animated, but he's trying to keep he's trying to stop the bloodshed, which is not exactly what his MO is in a lot sure. of these films. But he nails it. I think this is one of my favorite performances he does, minus like Dr. Cox and Scrubs. I think that's my absolute favorite performance he's done. Yeah. But this is awesome. It's really like off the beaten path for him just because of the way that you think about him in terms of these roles. He's still like the police chief like he always is or whatever. Sure. But he's trying to he's trying to keep everyone together. He's trying to keep the bad guys like like off the streets, but really not dead. He's trying to be like, no, no, we're not going to shoot here. And that's yeah. not, he's usually the one who's ready to fucking kill everybody. And so yeah. it's just, it's just awesome. Still given 120%, but, uh, but he's on the right side of the fence on this one, which I'm like, yes, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I do. I always think of him. Um, he is in the rock. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, which is like not what he's known for at all, but like, that's where my mind always goes to it. Cause he's playing like a, yeah. Yeah, uh, in like platoon, a badass like, soldier guy, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, yep, yeah. that's that's guy, literally guy from Scrubs. Yeah, that's yeah. literally him. Uh, and this movie, unfortunately, it was on I think Hulu at one point, but they took it off. It's available to rent for four bucks. It's it's truly a really good movie. Um, if you're looking for that, if yeah. you're looking for that type of thing, it's not like it's not quite as in depth as something like Heat would be. But it's more of a realistic take on what would happen if four people who were actually down on their luck wanted to go and you know rob banks if they if they uh, if they had no other choice, which is cool. So that is my recommendation for this week. What do you have, Willis? Okay, so I have no idea. I'm panicking here. I'm <laughs> gonna go with my first instinct for an actor uh, when we start talking about character actors and. One of my favorite performances of them, and that is the legendary Christopher Walken, who is possibly one of the greatest character actors of all time. Yeah. Um, I really, when you said yours there, it really teed me up. I wanted to do um, uh, Christopher Maloney. Okay. Uh, yeah. In Wet Hot American Summer as Gene. Yes. But I have already recommended Wet Hot American Summer in the past. You did. So we're not doing that one. Can't add that to the list. So we're switching over to Christopher Walken in a movie called Seven Psychopaths. Yes. Underrated. Um, underrated movie. Martin McDonough, Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell, Christopher Walken. And he's just um, like he's playing Christopher Walken, but like not really because it's like <laughs> – Christopher Walken's never really just playing Christopher Walken. You know, you look at his major roles. You look at like Pulp Fiction, I think, is the biggest character example. Um, but yeah. also things like um, Wedding Crashers. I just had his whole Click. IMDb in front of me here. Click. Yeah, like these little things. Man on Fire. Do you remember Man on Fire? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like even like Catch Me If You Can. Like his yeah. scene as the... So love Christopher Walken, but his performance in Seven Psychopaths is so good. So funny. And like, I don't, it's, it's fantastic that he's still doing stuff. Oh yeah. You know, like he's severed, you know, I, yeah. And he's just like doing his thing and it's always fantastic. So I guess Christopher Walken, but, uh, seven psychopaths is going to be my, uh, my pick for this week. 
That's a good one. That's one that I forgot about too. Like a sneaky one right there that like it's, not well, a lot of people one of those, saw. And it, it got a lot of it got a lot of shit because um, McDonough's previous film in Bruges is like beloved by so many people, yeah, uh, myself included, and like. In Bruges is arguably a little bit of a stronger film than Seven Psychopaths. So yeah. people are like, yeah, but like Seven Psychopaths is so, so good. It's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, oh, man, there were so many I was running through. I want to do Sam Rockwell. I love John C. Riley's oh, a yeah. fantastic character actor, but I couldn't put my finger on one that like. Uh, yeah. That's he, a hard he, one. Yeah. Buscemi uh, was up there for me too. I was like, he, there's Buscemi. so many. I feel like the obvious one was John Turturro in the Big Lebowski. That was like the, oh, well, that's the character actor performance of all character actor performances. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> although I don't know of anyone that saw Jesus Rolls, which is a movie that exists. Yeah, I don't know. I've never even heard of that. Oh, really? It's, the, it's, it's Jesus from uh, the Big Lebowski. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a movie that's out there in the world. Um, that's my watch list. I have not yes. seen, but yeah, yeah, that's a post Oscars movie for sure. Yeah, but, uh, I feel like that got. I don't know why I'm talking about this movie. <laughs> I feel like it got. I feel like it got run over by COVID. But oh, okay. And then just dumped somewhere. Um, all right, it's fair. <laughs> I you gotta pick the. Th- we gotta like start picking the themes here like a week in advance because I the panic I feel. <laughs> We do these day of, ladies and gentlemen, like like literally Sometimes, hours like, before. Yeah. <laughs> and I just threw that one out there like, oh, that'll be fun. And then like immediately yeah. went, fuck. Oh, what shit. What am I? Uh, so. We'll, we'll, we'll start compiling a list and we'll just yes. pick from that list. If you want to tweet at us and have, uh, you know, your your suggestions of recommendations, I guess. I don't yeah, know recommendation topics. Recommendation topics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, do that. Tweet at us. Uh, if yeah. you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at Josh, where can we see? I want to just go back to my normal <laughs> script here. I tried to wing it and then I got scared. Going off uh, going off the rails uh, yeah. and it all gets So if up. you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at Pixel Splitters at yeah. C. No, see, this is like chaos. Oh, I don't even God. know what I'm saying. Oh, my God. You can tweet at Pixel Splitters, the podcast at pixel split pod on Twitter. Yes. Uh, or at pixel splitters on Instagram mm-hmm. or at pixel splitters on Letterboxd. Yes. Josh, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> people we have to remember find... not to go back to this afterwards. Yes. People can go. find me specifically on the internet, uh, on Twitter at Josh Fuller, 33 Fuller spelled with no E. You can also find me on Instagram and letterboxd at Josh J Fuller switch that, uh, on letterbox to just be Josh J. Fuller. So we're going to, we're, I'm going to migrate them all to the same thing at some point. Yeah. So we don't have to do this. Um, and you specifically on the internet, Willis, you can find me specifically on the internet, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and letterbox at Willis film. And we already said the stuff with the podcast and I feel weirdly self aggrandizing now being like, well now it ends with me. So, it's okay. It's all right. You did that um, on purpose, so it all has to be with totally you. It was totally planned. Everything I've said in the past two minutes has been completely scripted. Nailed I'm it. reading a prompter. <laughs> every single little yeah. stutter, every little pause, that's all built into the prompter. We so. write these episodes completely months mm-hmm. in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all scripted. We've gotten incredibly lucky choosing the right movies that are in the in the Oscars and things like that. Yeah, it's anyway. pretty insane. <laughs> I'm losing it, Josh. Let's uh, let's bring it. Let's home. wrap this up. Um, all right, guys. Yes. Let's start the <laughs> cue the music, and um, thank you all as always for listening. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. More fun mm-hmm. stuff coming. 
uh we get a kick doing this so we yeah. hope you get a kick listening yeah watch oscar movies guys do it yeah they're all, they're yeah all about get that to list down do it get that list down do it for your own good yes all right man all right man oh we said things at the same time so now we have to it's okay stop it's all right, <laughs> all right josh <laughs> i'll uh, i'll talk to you next week man it's it's good talking to you as always you too dude